Hey, Taro, inside the LA Productions.us studio, unplugged and totally uncut with Amalia Andretti. How are you? Fantastic. This has got to be a day of celebration for you where you get to actually step free of everything. It's a computer or anywhere near you, and you get to share your story and invite people into your imagination. It is amazing. It, for, the, for you to be in this place where you are right now, I mean, this, this first of all, listeners need to get into this book because this, is, this book is about, it's about having fun. It's also about opening the heart. And you've done it in a way that really does, it doesn't challenge us. It, what it does is it invites us into, into growing with what you were thinking. Yes. When I wrote this book, I really wanted to invite people to feel like they're having a conversation with a friend, more like listening to an expert. And I think that's very important when you have your heart broken because you you need to feel companion you need to feel like you're not alone uh, and so this book is gonna help you guide uh, through through all the different emotions that come through in in a grieving process but it's gonna do it in a very I think light-hearted way it's gonna make you laugh it's also gonna make you cry but mostly it's going to make you feel like you're not alone. You know, I, I'm glad that right there you're not alone because Valentine's Day is right around the corner and there are a lot of people who are not interested in this love day, love day of celebrating. And your book gives them an opportunity to step inside and, and really kind of just fall in love with themselves and to take care of themselves. There's love everywhere. Yes, exactly. Uh, there's stuff everywhere, and I think our society puts a lot of pressure on being in love, being with somebody, uh, finding your perfect soulmate, which I think is a false idea. I think there's no such thing as, as a soulmate. I think we can connect to people in really amazing ways, but in absolutely no way are we incomplete when we are alone. Totally the opposite. We are complete being, you know, ourselves. And this book is there to make you, you know, laugh if you're going through a hard time. It it doesn't necessarily need to be a heartbreak because, you know, you, I don't know, ended our relationship with a significant other. It's also there for you if you lost your pet, if your mother died, if you fought with your best friend. There's so many things in life that can be, you know, rough and hard to go through and this book is is there for you. One of the things that's powerful about this book is that it could also be used at work in places of business because you, you use some terminology here that is just unbelievable in the way that you say, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that is something that I think would, would keep the war from actually breaking out. But at the same time, you've made your point. <laughs> I'm so glad that you think you uh, we can use, people can use this book in, in the work environment. Uh, it does include uh, uh, a chapter that I love that it's um, Dictionary of Passive Aggressive Terminology. And I think it's going to come in very handy for everybody um, at work or in a relationship, uh, especially, you know, those those people that write to you mm -hmm. uh, and that you don't want to answer back on social media that don't get why you don't want to answer back, they're going to understand now after reading this book. I, I'm, I'm one of these people that you write about in here. I am a love addict. I got, I got divorced in uh, June of 1993 and I was married to a woman on in July of 1993. It's lasted 25 years, but I, I can't be alone. I'm a love addict. It happens a lot, you know, because... 
what I what I was just speaking about, uh, society has taught us that we need to be with somebody, and it. I mean, we are we are social beings. It, it's okay, you know, to be to be in long relationships. I think you would be what most people call a serious monogamer, and that is okay. Every expression of love, it's okay, um, but I think. We, as human beings, and especially as adults, we should redefine what love means and how we relate to love. I think we are constantly pressured to to find others or we feel incomplete or sometimes we are in our relationship that it's working, but we we are looking for the next best person. Because that's what we're seeing every day, you know, in series such as Friends or in Taylor Swift songs or in cultural references. So I think as adults, we, yes, we need to redefine romantic love. That is very important. But I don't think you're a love addict. You just love your wife. 25 years, that's a lot. Yeah. the You, you cover... Text messaging that that we, there, we always seem to think that we're, we're reading too deep into it or not deep enough into these messaging. How that it's a fire starter text messages. How can we get through this and around it? You got me there. I have no idea. I mean, it so much depends on what's in your head. Sometimes we read too much on them, or sometimes we just you know don't pay attention to them i i encourage people to call again you know mm-hmm. sometimes like people are so so i don't know not used to calling people on the phone anymore just texting i'm so bad at texting and i'm <laughs> i'm supposed to be a millennial but i'm i i suck at texting like i always tell my friends like why don't you go ahead and call me uh, so people should call each other more. They should go visit each other more. People should go out and have more coffees together. You know, the Internet, it's amazing. Yep. But I feel like on our phones, having a phone in your hand is an amazing tool. But I feel like sometimes we live in there. We're not living our lives, but we're living lives through the Internet and that's not okay, you know. When 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 readers grab this book and they start going through the pages, because the first time they're going to go through it, they're they're going to sit there and they're going to they're going to laugh, they're going to have a great time. But then they're going to come back to the book and they're going to start activating your message. Is it best that they write down in a journal how their lives are starting to change? Yes, definitely. I always encourage people to get a diary for whatever they they are feeling, especially if they're going through a rough patch in in their lives, and. Writing is so good. It's such a therapeutic um, method to get through whatever in life. So you can buy a journey. Uh, sorry, you can buy a journal and and it can help you. But also the book uh, has a lot of space for you to write. Yep. It is an interactive book. It is meant for for you to write on it, for you to draw on it, and and for you to feel like it's a companion to, to whatever you're going through. So I hope you enjoy it. It's a book that's meant to make you laugh and make you cry maybe in, in, in some spaces too, but it's a book that's going to make you feel like you're having a conversation with a good friend, and I hope it works. Are, are you going to take this up to the next level? I mean, it's such an impactful book. Are you going to take it to the level of having a weekly podcast or even to do something on YouTube? Because your, your teaching in here is just so brilliant. 
Well, thank you so much that that you feel it that way. Yes, I am definitely taking you taking the book to the next level. I cannot reveal more information about that right now, but I hope I'm going to call you and tell you the as soon as I can tell the world about what's coming new for the book, I will tell you first. Absolutely. Well, one of my one of my favorite things in the book is when you say it's okay to be not okay. I, I love that feeling. It's almost like you're you're allowing us to give ourselves permission to forgive. Yes. It's exactly that. And it it sounds so easy to do, you know, like, oh yeah, it's okay not to be okay. But then again, I think we with social media especially for example, Instagram, I spend a lot of time in Instagram and people in there, they're always happy or pretty or going through, I don't know, amazing things or being successful or I don't know. And life is not like that. And I get that in social media, we get to edit ourselves because of course we don't want to post pictures when we're, when we're ugly or we don't want to post right. pictures when we're crying or having anxiety attacks. Not because that is something that you don't want to show, but because you're busy, you know, crying or having an anxiety attack. You don't have time to <laughs> post it on, on Instagram. But then again, I think it creates a false narrative that that everyone should be okay and that everyone should be pretty. And that is not the case. I think we must remember that it's okay not to be okay, especially when you have your heart broken, that it is a process, that it's going to have its highs and it's going to have its lows. And as as soon as you accept that, the healing is going to begin. It's like a magic superpower to really understand that phrase. 